Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the show. And uh, joining us now is... Uh Jeffrey Seelman, uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks, Warren. I'm just happy to be here. Well, that's that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's everything going for you before we get into anything? Doing well, uh, and um, essentially putting together a third book uh, at the moment, and. Uh, about negative energy and things that happen in our daily lives, uh, veering away just a little bit from uh, some of the other issues that I deal with in my business, uh, such as negative spirits and demonic spirits, which are two things that are real popular. Right. How did you, how did you get into that? Like, where did it start for you? The day I was born. Um, I was born with psychic abilities. Uh, I was able to see spirits when I was a child, also had premonitions of things that were going to happen, uh, which came true, uh, the small things, small things like in my family. And so it kind of uh, uh, startled my parents and uh, also the teachers at school and um, talking about seeing some spirits in the classroom around my classmates uh, you know, in my first few years of school, uh, was greatly disturbing to them. And so I lost friends before I could even make them. And so I learned to shut up uh, very early on in uh, my life. Uh, just back in the 19, I was born in 1959, so we're talking 1965 or so. It just wasn't all that popular of a subject, you know. I mean, in certain circles it might have been, but in the general population and where I lived, uh, you don't tell your teachers that, you know, there are semi-visible people in the classroom. And, uh, you know, I had, like I said, I had premonitions that came true and alerted my parents, and they had brought me in then for testing uh, at a hospital to see what was going on. And so the, what happened out of that was that the hospital uh, kept me overnight for one of the tests and put some electrodes on my head and 
I was awake for the whole night. I have a hard time sleeping with electrodes on my head, I found out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so uh, they just said that I had, you know, the equivalent of uh, ESP, whatever they called it at the time, because they didn't really tell me anything. I was so young. Uh, my mother didn't really uh, fill me in on any of that until long after I'd even started my business. Uh, I went to high school and I always knew when trouble was coming so if uh, people were outside doing something they weren't supposed to do I always had this little bell go off in my head it wasn't really a bell but it was sort of a warning thing and uh, that uh, you know the teachers or the principal or the police or whatever uh, would be coming around in the next 15-30 seconds and uh, so I never got, I always got away with stuff, and so people learned to kind of bring me along when they were doing things because then they could use me uh, to uh, know when to run. Hmm. And so that's kind of what my job in high school was. <laughs> I also did some homework occasionally, <laughs> and yes, and um, after that, I went in 1978, I went into the Air Force. Uh, of which also I skated through a few things uh, knowing when trouble was coming. And uh, after I got out of the Air Force, I studied uh, metaphysical concepts, including spirit communication, good and evil, uh, the nature of spirits, all sorts of things for about 10 years. I sort of fell into a group of people who were doing some Ouija boards. Didn't have much of an interest in it at the time, but I decided, since one of the people, the leader, was my girlfriend, my new girlfriend, I decided to attend uh, anyway, sort of just in the background. You know, I really did sit away from the table. I wasn't, I just didn't know what was going on. Um, and uh, so uh, some of the people in the group, this actually, the group had been going on for 20 years, very intelligent people, had uh, different uh, really great jobs in society, uh, it was not a religious group, uh, and uh, they were having troubles in their apartments and homes, and it actually came through the Ouija board uh, that, you know, hey, you should have Jeffrey take a look at it. And I thought, me? Well, I, I might know a lot about these things, but I'm not, I never studied really how to get rid of them. And so I would, went over to the first apartment, and it just came to me out of the blue, you know, what to do. I, I saw something moving around in this apartment, and I threw some energy at it, and it, you know, uh, took off and never came back. And uh, it happened a second time, and, and so they were quite startled, this group, you know, because some of them were adept at uh, dealing with metaphysical issues. This would be about 1990. And I uh, uh, had it recommended to me that I bring this to the public to help them. Uh, so I put a small ad in a very small newspaper in the city I was living in, and uh, which really brought pretty much uh, no attention except from the newspaper itself. So I really didn't get any jobs. And as a matter of fact, the first job that I got, uh, they didn't pay me. 
Um, they were supposed to. There was a misunderstanding. And so that, that was kind of a letdown on your very first job, you know. Yeah. And they, had, they also had quite a bit of money, too, so that kind of, you know, was like, wow, you know. And so uh, that it didn't deter me, but it wasn't a great moment in the first time. And so, but it did attract attention from the newspaper itself that I was doing this. And they decided to write an article about it, and it turned out to be a three-page article. And... Uh, uh, that led to uh, a national television spot on sightings, uh, which was around at the time, back in the mid-90s, a television show sightings, that eventually ended up on the Sci-Fi Channel. And back then it was not on the Sci-Fi Channel, it was with Paramount. And uh, three girls, uh, were young girls, were having a terrible time in their condo, uh, somebody was watching them take a shower. They saw the shadow outside of the, you know, shower curtain, and they'd wake up with indentations on their bed. Uh, and so they called me, and uh, uh, somehow the show got involved. The show, uh, the girls, I had an appointment to go out there and take care of the problem. Uh, in three days, and they said, well, we can't get out there that fast. We can get it out there in maybe four days. And they said, we can't wait, which, of course, only made the show more interested. You know, when you say you don't want to be on television, then they, you know, really take an interest. Uh, and, and they really didn't care about being on television at all. They only wanted the problem gone. And so the sightings put them in a hotel, and they also separated us so that we could have no uh, dialogue, which was fine. I don't really need to talk to them. I'd already talked to them anyways about what was going on in their home, but I was not allowed to talk to them. And so I went out there for the shooting, and uh, it was successful. Uh, I got rid of the problem, and the problem never came back. And uh, that just led to uh, more work for me and more television and radio. Wow. Now, when you were originally going through all of this, um, it, it's kind of, especially in the 60s and even the 70s, um, so were you brought up in a religious sort of family or surroundings? Like, the, did this sort of, uh, it seemed to be a little more negative back in those days. Like, if you were talking to the dead, you were probably, a, you know, with the devil or demon. It's a good point you're making, Warren. I was brought up in a home that was actually uh, not religious in any way. They, uh, in the beginning, they attended church, and then they said they left for political reasons. I mean, as far as they felt the church was getting political, it was just a, uh, it was not an extremist church or anything like that. It was just a regular church, but, uh, and... So I actually grew up in a very dry environment. It just wasn't talked about at all in school. And there were many different kinds of people uh, and many different kinds of religions uh, practiced in the grade school, elementary school that I went to uh, in America. And I, uh, so it just wasn't talked about at all. Uh, horror movies were, you know, just that, horror movies, and uh, so people didn't really talk about any of this stuff. It, it just wasn't uh, 
a good conversation. I think they felt right. And how does that sit with you now? Like, how does now that all the years have passed? Um, how, how does religion fit into your life now, and and what you do? Because you're doing clearings and stuff. So, what what kind of direction does that lead? Kind of a fine line. I try to say nice things about religions uh, because uh, the people who belong to religions uh, very often, a good percentage of them tend to be very nice people. Uh, but the religions themselves, all they, most religions to me pretty much believe in the same thing, generally. It's the fine print where they have the differences, you know, essentially how to get there, that kind of thing, you know, how to get to the top of the mountain, you know, many religions say there's only one path, you know, and this religion says there's, you got to take this path, path number 83 or whatever, and so uh, I walk between the religions uh, in my work so that I can help everybody, and, and I say that on my front page of my website, uh, starclear.com that, you know, I work with people from all different religions and I'm not prejudiced against anybody for, you know, sexual orientation or religion or gender or anything else in between. So I, I thought that uh, I've always been interested in religions, but I, I knew that if I joined any kind of religion, uh, whether it be some kind of newer, new age religion type thing or some older religion that uh, only people from that religion would call me and or email me or Skype me. And I wanted people from all uh, different kinds of belief systems to be able and feel free to call me because so many people would uh, contact me and uh, they would call and say a Catholic priest. Now, in order to have a Catholic uh, priest come in to your home and do uh, any kind of work, even to sprinkle holy water, which is really pretty much what uh, they do, uh, unless they know there's something more serious going on, uh, you have to be Catholic. And so there's a lot of people out there who just uh, uh, couldn't get help because they weren't members of a particular religion and also uh, ran into the problem of uh, the pastors or priests from the religion going in there and essentially not doing anything uh, that would actually get rid of the problem. Uh, and many of my clients have reported, too many of my clients have reported actually uh, that the, uh, the leaders of the religion that were supposed to help them would actually become frightened and just make up excuses and leave. And of course that did my clients no good and they would call me finally. Right. And I noticed on your uh, website you do uh, a lot of self-teaching or teaching for people, helping them to learn things themselves, like le learn protection at home and um, that. How, so do you think everybody has the ability to connect with past ones? I think we're all connected. I believe that we each have two levels to our system, the physical and the non-physical. Non-physical is all telepathic, meaning non-physical communication. And it's kind of like a river. It's running between each and every one of us. 
and it's happening right now. So we all have psychic abilities. It's my belief, Warren, that spirits have no physical attributes, meaning they have no ears, no eyes, no mouths, or anything like that. So they communicate telepathically, essentially mind-to-mind. Uh, they can create eyes and ears uh, by visualization, creating their form and image and clothing, not through cloth, but something that looks like it, but it's just energy. And so uh, we all have that happening, but we're not necessarily attuned as much to it as we could be because we are so focused upon the physical world uh, because our eyes and ears are geared toward the physical universe. And so, so what do we, what do we um, need to protect ourselves against, like at our home, our work? The most common problem that I find is negative emotional energy. Uh, anger and fear, unhappiness, depressions are all have corresponding energies to them. Uh, and it's, most people live in places where other people have lived before. Many times, a uh, hundred people have lived there. You know, if your building is very old or house is very old, and people who have lived there, we all generate both good and bad energies, emotional energies, which are non-physical energies, and those energies have a tendency to accumulate in our living and working environments and also in our body's own energy fields, also known as the aura. And uh, that can be problematic because we're now living uh, with other people's energies that might have lived uh, in our homes or apartments or condos, uh, you know, 50 years ago. And so sleeping in our bedrooms, you know, not the people, but the energy is still there. You know, we clean the windows and maybe replace the carpets and all that stuff. But one thing we don't do is we don't replace the atmosphere of, of the uh, living environment or the work environment, and we don't clear our own body's personal energies. We work on our physical system to strengthen our physical bodies, but we do not do anything about our non-physical bodies. Now, that's not true of everybody. I'm generalizing, but for the most part, we're not taught that we pick up emotional energy uh, from other people and also from environments that we come into contact with and that it can also build up inside of our body's energy fields and cause all sorts of problems. So are we leaving energy behind when we, when we leave a place? So if I was living in a, an apartment while I was in college and, and studying and then I lived there for a year or two and then I moved somewhere, did I leave energy there? Yes. We, we generate emotional energy uh, as easily as we generate sweat. Uh, and uh, uh, so anytime we're uh, in, in any place, we're essentially generating emotional energy, which is a non-physical energy. And even people who visit uh, the place where you live are releasing emotional energy into the atmosphere. So there's this a very large accumulation so you can imagine how much emotional energy could be trapped and left behind in our living environments and our working environments. 
Yeah, I was going to say the work one would be uh, intense if you're working at a warehouse or a store where there's 200 people and, yeah. Yeah, and even smaller amounts as well, you know, that uh, say that uh, you're working in a restaurant, uh, maybe there has been uh, two restaurants or 10 restaurants or 20 restaurants there before that, those restaurants eventually uh, failed or sold or something, but usually there's some kind of failure. With that is going to come a lot of anger and depression and hopelessness. And so here the new owners come in and they spend lots of money on the renovation, on you know, you know, maybe putting in a new kitchen in the restaurant, new tables, new chairs. What they forgot to do is uh, clear the atmosphere, have the atmosphere cleared, uh, and people come in and everything looks great, but it doesn't feel great. And people don't like eating in restaurants that don't feel right. And we can feel it. I mean, I think everybody has had an experience of going into uh, a restaurant or a shop or somebody's home and saying, hey, this place doesn't feel really good. It feels kind of weird. It feels uncomfortable. What they're picking up on is emotional energy, Warren. Mm. And now, is it harder to clear? Um, so, so when you're in a place that uh, has some emotional energy, that's one thing. But where there is severe emotion, like uh, maybe a murder or a big betrayal or some huge slaughter or some nasty, real negative thing, is that a harder place to clear than a normal place? Not, no, not really. Uh, there are some misconceptions about that. Uh, that is certainly, those are negative events that happen. What the real danger is, is uh, the buildup of emotional energy. Now, when real negative events happen in a certain place, it can attract negative spirits because there is negative energy and also some negative spirits uh, consider it to be sort of like a shrine. Uh, and, you know, this negative event happened there, uh, just like we might consider uh, certain places where good events have happened or bad events have happened in history to be sort of like a shrine or a very important place. Negative spirits can be attracted to places where bad events have happened. Uh, if there's a lot of emotional energy in the environment from that event, it, which does happen, it can happen, or just from uh, the history of the building, uh, that can actually make them feel stronger. It's kind of like thickening of soup, and it makes it easier to transmit emotional energy when there's a lot of emotional energy in the environment. If a negative spirit is going to attack a person or a family, it's much easier to do in an atmosphere where there's a lot of emotional energy. It's a lot easier to transmit emotional energy like rage and anger and hatred. And so we don't know where it's coming from. And, and uh, since we don't see the spirits, we think that it's just us. And it may be just us. But it also could be that there's another factor, another uh, soul involved in this that we can see that might be around us that is amplifying the negative emotional energies around us and getting us to feel 
uh, negative about ourselves or other people around us or getting uh, couples to fight or families to fight. And so uh, the, the greater danger is the buildup of emotional energy in the environment. But certainly when negative events happen, and very negative events, there is negative energy generated and those places should be cleared. And how does that how does that work? For instance, like when we have uh, like the nine eleven towers and uh, or the London Tower in, in in England where they beheaded people and stuff. So you you could technically clear that place, but when you have thousands of visitors going to these places every year and they're going with the thought of what happened, do they kind of well, I don't want to say reinfect it, but do they sort of keep leaving energy that is the same? Do you know what I mean, sort of? Uh, yes, and th- that would be true. Something like 9-11, that happened actually very quickly, uh, and so there was not a lot of time uh, to leave a lot of negative emotional energy. Many of the victims didn't even know what was happening. They just knew that the building was on fire. They didn't, didn't even really know why. Uh, and then, of course, they collapsed, so it happened rather quickly. Maybe a better example would be, like, say, a concentration camp or a prison where there's long-term abuse of humans uh, and or animals or anything else. Uh, animals also have souls, and so do insects and uh, any living sentient creature. And uh, so these things happen over a long period of time, even, you know, a number of years or months, and you have a much greater buildup of negative emotional energy than uh, an event that happens very quickly like that. Yeah, there's a lot of fear energy generated in an event like, say, 9-11. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, you would have more fear energy generated because most of the people who are victims didn't really know what was happening. The visitors who go to that usually, um, you know, have an outpouring of, you know, sadness and maybe some anger as well. And it certainly uh, uh, can, if it's directed towards a certain spot, it, it can build up in that area um, or it can dissipate uh, as well, you know, in, in a larger area. It all depends on what they're focusing upon. Right. You know... Yeah. I mean, like in a, in a uh, concentration camp, they're going to be focusing upon the buildings. And so that they're at, when, you, when we focus upon something, we're actually directing our energy towards a specific point. Hmm. And how do you discern between, let's say, a spirit and uh, residual energy, I guess you would say? A spirit is essentially a soul that uh, is not really any different than a living person, be they from this planet or some other planet. And it's happening right now. They're, uh, you know, a living entity by themselves. Residual, excuse me, residual energy is not alive, has no consciousness to it, but is actually an energy and uh, different kinds of, energies actually uh, and so uh, uh, spirits move from place to place where negative emotional energy tends to it's supposed to gravitate towards the earth which naturally takes in negative energy and I'm not saying the earth is alive I don't really believe the earth has a consciousness to it but it certainly has a lot of beings that have a consciousness to them that live in and around this planet. Uh, so I see it visually. Uh, it was ju it's just the way that I see things. Uh, so uh, residual energy just looks like uh, energy that does not belong. And spirits look pretty much something like just you and I do. They don't look any different, really. They generate a form just like we do. Uh, and uh, when people report, you know, just seeing, you know, like a, or a camera picks up, you know, white, a white shade or a dark shade or something like that, they're not really seeing spirits for what they really look like. They're simply picking up what the camera sees. Hmm. And so now it says that you're doing, you've been practicing um, exorcism. Um, do you end up getting a lot of cases that are true exorcists? Well, yes. Uh, people get attacked all the time. And 
negative spirits try to get people to do negative things. And so uh, that would be under uh, the category of spiritual uh, or psychic attack. Uh, an exorcism is a separation of two spirits that are intertwined, where a spirit is actually entered into the energy field of a living person on the level of their spirit or soul and is affecting them and in worst case scenarios even in control of them that is far less common uh, how these things usually happen because extreme amounts of anger depression also substance abuse and I want to make it really clear that I'm talking about substance abuse not use and that uh, uh, sometimes when people uh, use too much of a certain chemical, they sort of check out and something else can check in, check in temporarily. Temporary possession, essentially, is what it is. So that, that is, uh, it happens, but if they're completely possessed, Warren, uh, and they're being directed and controlled by a spirit, the last person they're going to they're call is somebody like me. I mean, they're not going to let the person call me. You know, if they're a complete control, they're not going to let somebody call an exorcist, you know, that's going to uh, evict them from a person or a home. Uh, so uh, it's uh, usually what I run into most often is people who are under attack and they uh, are either being affected by negative emotional energies that are in their living environment or at work or uh, are coming from somebody around them, uh, or a spirit that is um, in their home or uh, coming into their home for a little bit at a time. Uh, and I, I have to say that because one of the, another misconception that I run into is that spirits live in people's homes. There is no, spirits don't need shelter, and they don't really need to live in people's homes if they want to go around and cause trouble throughout the day or throughout the night, they can hit a hundred homes. Uh, they don't have to stay in one particular home. They can go, just go from one home to another. And they very often do that. Uh, so they're into a home and trying to disrupt people's sleep or making their presence known and then maybe off to the next home because they can be travel instantaneously uh, because they're not subject to physical limitations. You know, they don't have to go and take a car or a jet plane or anything, whatever. They merely visualize where they want to go, and with a little bit of belief and impulse, they actually make that happen. Visualization and imagination and uh, uh, belief act very differently scientifically on the non-physical level than they do on the physical level. So all of this is essentially science, and I make it quite clear on my website. I've been doing this for 23 years professionally. I make it quite clear when I do radio and TV shows, all of that, that um, uh, uh, it's very important to understand uh, that uh, uh, spirits... Um, are uh, uh, 
able to do, uh, I have no, you know, essentially no problem with physical science, is what I'm trying to say. That uh, phys uh, there's no argument between me and physical science. Uh, it's valid. Uh, and so, uh, you know, as we progress and become more perceptive, then physical science will run into non-physical science because it's completely interconnected and, and it'll, there's just no uh, opposition or problems between these two sciences. Hmm. Now, do they have intentions when they travel? Let's say these, these spirits, that are they attaching themselves to people or are they just going house to house? It all depends. It all depends on what they can accomplish. Uh, if they can get somebody to do something negative to other people, then they'll continue to work on that person. Uh, they come close to that person and they generate thoughts, rage, anger. That person will probably believe that it's coming from themselves and that it's justified and all of that. Uh, and it builds up and builds up until um, they do something about it uh, in a healthy way or unhealthy way, such as striking out, uh, in a, you know, violently. Uh, uh, so that's kind of how an attack happens. I think it's very important to understand two things. One is that most people are good and some are not, and most spirits are good and some are not. Uh, I happen to deal with uh, the ones that are not. Now, I also have very positive spirit guides around me who help me with my work and teach me things, but um, we are talking here about negative spirits, but I don't want the audience to start thinking that all spirits are negative when the exact opposite is really true. Most spirits are actually really good, and would never hurt anybody and have no interest in getting people to do anything that they would not want them to do. And when they do come down, you know, it might be your loved ones visiting you and saying hello or uh, somebody, you know, teaching you something uh, or giving you some intuition or a good business idea, and then they will leave after that. They're not going to, you know, stay around your home. So now on your website, starclear.com, you're, you're um, giving online lessons and that. So what do, you, what do you offer for people? What can they get when they come to your website? One of the things that I teach them is how to protect themselves from negative emotional energies that are generated from and by people uh, at work and also in the home and any place that we go, any kind of store, shop, restaurant how to protect ourselves from that, a multi-layered protection system that does work. Also, people who are under attack from people who don't like them, I, uh, that also was part of it. And uh, negative spirits, of course, how to protect ourselves from negative spirits. I also teach people how to uh, astral travel. Uh, I teach people uh, how to clear homes and businesses and also people, which is kind of my newest uh, uh, class. All my sessions are private, by the way, and so they're, even though I might say class, they're all private sessions. I, I don't, I have found it to be uh, not beneficial to teach uh, any more than one person at a time because people tend not to speak up then. 
And so I teach by telephone, Skype, or through the email. And uh, also, um, let's see, I teach uh, people uh, uh, um, how to uh, 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 do what I do, essentially. Okay. Astral travel, you mentioned. So what exactly is that? We do astral traveling every night. Whenever we sleep, we actually leave our body. Part of our consciousness, part of our consciousness leaves our body and goes out and interacts with other people who are dreaming and also spirits who are fully conscious. And so we do astral traveling naturally every night. I teach people how to do it when they're fully conscious. Uh, I, I don't really teach remote viewing. Uh, I really don't believe in it. Not to say it, it can't be done. I just don't think it's a very good idea, and I think it's an invasion of privacy. And so I don't think I don't teach people how to do that. What I teach them is how to get in contact with their spirit guides and how to take their consciousness and actually uh, look at other realms, uh, essentially what people might call heaven or other people might call the other side. So is that a, a way of connecting with uh, past loved ones? Uh, it is, and also it's a great way to strengthen the mind and to see what the other side looks like, which is not really so much different than uh, what it looks like what our, the physical world looks like to us. Now, there are no physical objects uh, or people on the other side. That does not mean that spirits do not create clothing uh, because they like to look nice. They don't have any sexual organs, but they like to look nice, so they create outfits. And also that uh, they also create houses and homes and even towns and cities on a collective consciousness level. Well, and you also do an instructive radio station like the Aura Radio. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, it started out uh, kind of uh, in a different way. I'm a very, very big music fan. And I, I started out actually um, doing radio shows for music, and it, it just uh, became too tangled legally. And then uh, uh, different uh, uh, radio networks asked me to host shows and interview uh, people who are psychics, uh, ghost hunters, and other uh, people in businesses that are that relate to mine. I, I found that I was not good at that, even though I did it for several years. I, I just found that I didn't have much of an interest in it, and I was not good at it. Uh, and so uh, what I did was I, I bought a radio station and uh, simply broadcast my audio lessons and maybe uh, some radio interviews that are uh, that people let me broadcast, you know, they let me do it. 
so that people out there on iTunes, I'm on iTunes uh, as well as just the internet and my uh, website as well, that uh, so they can get information about uh, how where to look if they're having problems or they want to strengthen their aura, uh, having problems at work, uh, you know, might be getting bullied or coming home from work feeling really bad. So um, it's uh, I actually broadcast some of my own lessons uh, on my radio station. Um, I never really created my lessons really to make money. They were really uh, were created to help people. Uh, not go ahead. Oh no, I wasn't. I was a click. Okay, <laughs> uh, and so uh, I. Uh, have all these different lessons that I give away when people take my uh, courses or when they take any kind of service of mine, I send them a link to all of my downloads, and I have a lot of downloads that I've created over the years. And so I, I, I let that go, and, and sometimes I even uh, release that on Facebook or on LinkedIn and other uh, social networks, business networks. Uh, I just want uh, that to get around. It's not really so much promotion as it is a way for people to find uh, a way to strengthen themselves or to get help. And, and who, do you, who do you find is your biggest influences? I always uh, liked Edgar Cayce. Uh, I think that uh, you know, his motivation in helping people, even though he did work that was much different than mine. I don't uh, heal people on a physical level professionally and uh, don't have his particular talents, and he's not really an exorcist. So, uh, But I was always uh, fascinated uh, reading his stuff because, or stuff about him uh, because uh, he had a really good heart and he really cared about people, and so do I. And that's kind of why I'm in the business here. You know, I, I charge not much money. And, you know, the media is always after me about that. You know, why don't you raise your prices, you know, and other people in the business, you know, why do you charge so little for what you do, Jeffrey, you know? And it, the reason is, is is because I want to make myself available to people who don't have a lot of money. Yeah. It's, it's very important for me to help people. And, and there are people who don't have anything at all. I work with people from all around the world, and I work with people who are in, from places that they don't—they simply don't have any money at all. And so then I will help them very often for free, to the best of my ability. And, and so, what do you what do you think about what's going on in the world today? Is it um, is it going to get better, or we've got bumpier roads, or what do you what do you think is going to happen? I think we have a bumpier road ahead of us, but I really think that things are going to get better. I uh, I actually posted something on Facebook uh, this morning about that, uh, not to uh, let the lunatics of the world, the violent lunatics of the world, uh, let us lose faith in our humanity and all the good things that we do. If we take a look at history... Uh, yes, we have a lot more people in the world, but the fact is our world is a lot less violent than it used to be. 
you just wouldn't know that by listening to the news. And so I'm, uh, you know, if you if you watch the news or whatever uh, uh, media that you're into, you're probably going to hear a lot of bad news. And, and one thing that kind of uh, uh, upsets me a little bit is that they never offer any solutions. It's only a report of how many people have died or some monstrous thing that somebody did, but never any solutions. And there are solutions out there, and that includes also problems with our environment. You know, So people talk about everything collapsing and all that, but it's really not true. That actually there, most people, like I said, most people are really good, and good people need to band together and uh, overwhelm the negativity in our world and the negative things. We just hear about the negative, and the people who do really negative things uh, get front page uh, uh, coverage all about their lives and why they did this, poor little me, poor, you know, and all the rest of it. Even if it's to cut them down, you know, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, they're getting all the news coverage, but they're not really talking about all the wonderful children that are being born every day in our hospitals or through midwives or whatever, wherever you happen to be around the world. They don't really talk much about that. They don't talk about the good things. They just talk about the negative things. And if it is a good thing, they say they talk about, you know, somebody being born. It's always, you know, quintuplets or something, you know. It's always some unusual event. You know, not just a child is being born today in the hospital. That's a wonderful thing. That child may grow up to be president or, you know, chancellor or you know, a king or whatever of whatever country you happen to live in, whoever's li- uh, listening out there, they don't talk about the good things. They only talk about the bad things, and they talk about it over and over and over again. When I was growing up, uh, the national news was only half an hour long. And if you, t- if you take out the commercials, it was only 20 minutes long. And people thought that was just fine. Nowadays, it's 24 hours a day, and they go over the same things again and again and again until people get the idea that everything is going wrong and horrible, monstrous people are running amok everywhere around us, and it's just not true. Yeah, yeah, they're they're making a real business out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, now, um, how, wh- what do you think the uh, people should do um, in general um, for um, their energy and uh, and making their life better? Is there is there something in in general someone can do or step that you can take? First off, believe that the world's not going to come to an end tomorrow. And don't and don't wish it to come to an end because I hear so much of that, you know, from uh, people, not only my own clients, people who call me, people I talk to, you know, uh, that everything is going to come to an end. No, it's not going to come to an end. The human race has been around for a long time. We've gotten through all sorts of difficulties. We're going to be here for good, and as long as this planet lasts, at least, and maybe that will go someplace else, you know, before that. And that the most important thing is, is that we need to learn how to protect ourselves, our body's energy fields, so that we're not affected by negative feelings and angry feelings that are coming from people around us uh, that are having bad days at work or whatever, or people that we run into in stores that are generating negative energy, we walk through the energy that they just generated, and that can permeate into our energy fields. So the most important thing, Warren, is protection. Okay. Now, um, how do people get a hold of you, and where do they get uh, your information? 
Starclear.com is my website, S-T-A-R-C-L-E-A-R. So just how it sounds, Starclear, all one word, dot com, is the best way to get a hold of me because on my website uh, you can get all the information you'd ever want to know about me. Uh, there are uh, copies of some of the radio shows that I've done, which I've got permission to do in television, uh, all of my contact information, telephone, Skype, email, mobile numbers, uh, t- uh, uh, you know, places you can text me pictures to. Uh, and uh, so I'm very easy to get a hold of and uh, very friendly. And so don't hesitate to get a hold of me. I don't charge people to ask me questions. You know, essentially for initial consultations, you know, do I need your help, Jeffrey? I don't charge people for that. So get a hold of me. Oh, that sounds good. Um, well, I thank you very much for taking time and um, talking to us about uh, what you do and what StarClear is, and, and I really appreciate it. Warren, thanks for having me on the show. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. I'll be back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.